0: Welcome to the Misfit Stars Podcast. I'm Shannon
1: Curtis. And I'm Jamie Hill. Hello, listeners. Hi, Shannon. Hi. It's so nice to be here with you today.
0: It is nice to be here with you as well.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> Later on in this episode, people, we are going to be talking a little bit about the idea of re-entering society. <sighs> but not a lot, because <sighs> this is going to be a kind of short episode. Well, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, sure. We, we I know we say that a lot. You say that every time. But really, we intend to keep this one short. The boy that cried wolf over here. Well, we'll see what happens. <laughs> First people, though, I just want briefly to let you know that Misfit Stars is how our people support the work that we do. Would you like to support the work that we do? Would you? Go to MisfitStars.com slash support. That's it. That's you can, it. You can do that. Thank you for doing that. We could use the help. Yeah. So, uh
0: Announcements, announcements, announcements. Announcements. How exciting! Uh, I have one announcement. What is it? Uh, the one announcement I have today is that our very first uh, uh, Zoom discussion, our meetup—it's mm-hmm. not a meetup; it's a discussion—for our anti-racist book and movie club uh, within the Misfit Stars community is happening this Sunday. Uh, what is the date on that on Sunday? I—it's Sunday the thirteenth. Sunday, June 13th. Yes, that's right. Um, it's happening at 3 p.m. Pacific time. That's 6 p.m. Eastern time. And if you are in the UK or Ireland, <laughs> that's 11 p.m. Yeah. Um, so I'm so excited. We we are starting off... Uh, this, this anti-racist book and movie club with a film uh, we're all watching before the discussion on, on uh, Sunday, we're going to be watching uh, I am Not Your Negro, a mm-hmm. film by uh, uh, Rao Peck, mm-hmm. um, about uh, the final some of the fi- like unfinished writing of James Baldwin's. yeah. Um, and I you and I saw this movie when it came out in the theaters several years ago and
1: it was so moving.
0: It was so moving. It was it, the experience of watching this film, and, and granted, this was really, at, I think, probably the beginning-ish of my own personal awakening to the idea that there that racism is still a massive problem in our country. I know that sounds shameful to say that, like, but I, I was really blind for a long, long time mm-hmm. about the level uh, the level to which racism is sy- is systemic in our country. It's hard yeah. for me to say words sometimes, <laughs> but that it permeates every every facet of of how we're organized as a country Mm -hmm. and as a society. And, um, you know, really the election of 2016 broke open a lot of that for me. Yeah. Um, And I I know I'm not the only white person (laughs) to have had that experience. Mm -mm. Um, But really in seeing this film at the, I think it was, it was like the summer, sometime in 2017, I think it was when it came out. I remember going and just being floored by it. Just needing so much processing, and I don't even know that I had the language or the or or I I hadn't even done enough of the of the internal work in myself to be able to process it in the ways that I might be able to. So I'm really excited. We'll watch the film again this week in preparation for the discussion on Sunday. But I'm really excited to see it again because I think that you know having four more years under my belt of of really sort of voraciously a uh, voracious appetite of wanting to learn about anti-racism, you know, that this is, I, I'm, I'm curious to see, you know, what new levels of stuff I will get to discover.
1: I'm excited to see this film with, with sort of more mature eyes.
0: Yeah, that's a that's a much more concise way of saying it. Thank you. Um, <laughs> but, you know, when we saw it in the theater, the thing that sticks out to me about the experience overall was that we, we went to the theater. It was this little indie—not a little—a really nice indie theater in Pasadena, near yeah. near where we lived. And the theater wasn't full, but it was, you know, like you know, maybe a third a third full, mm-hmm. perhaps. And my my memory is that the the film ended, the credits rolled, and the lights came up, and nobody had left their seats. Yeah, and and even for a few moments after the lights came up, people just lingered, yeah. like as if—and we did too, because it was just like. Okay, that was a, that, that just happened Mm -hmm. and just needed a minute to like absorb it before moving on with the rest of our day.
1: <laughs> yeah, you know? and also it felt like a sacred space that no one wanted to rush out of.
0: <sighs> that's a really good point, yeah. So it was so powerful. Really looking forward to seeing it again this week. Again, so if you are if you are already in the Misfit Stars Anti-Racist Book and Movie Club, um, you have been invited into the, the private space within the Misfit Stars Social Network for the Book and Movie Club. That's where the event is posted. Um, that's where the link to watch the movie is. It's, mm-hmm. it's just free on YouTube. Which you is can amazing.
1: Just watch this movie for free, people. How wild is that? It's
0: great. Um, they made it, they made it available for free, I think uh, middle of last summer, mm-hmm. actually, was when they did that great idea. So there's a link to watch the movie there. And then also there's the link for our Zoom discussion, which will happen on Sunday. If you're not yet in the Misfit Stars anti-racist book and movie club, but you are thinking, yeah, I would like to watch this movie and discuss it with other Misfit Stars. Awesome, just send me a message. You can send it to shannon at misfitstars.com or you can private message me within the social network. Either way, I will send you an invitation into the into the space uh, to get those links and you can join us on Sunday for our, our inaugural discussion.
1: Which will be so wonderful. Yeah. And if you are listening to this and you're like, this is exactly the kind of thing I want to be doing with my life, but I am not in Misfit Stars, well, get yourself in. There you go. Misfitstars.com slash join. Uh, frankly, this is... Uh, this is intentional. Yeah. We t- we try to do specifically extra neat things inside our most close-knit community. Yeah. As a way of encouraging you to get yourself into our most close-knit community. Yeah. Because we feel like if you feel simpatico with us on that level, well, you're probably our people and we want you in our inside group, so get yourself in there.
0: Yeah, you know, for me, like, everything, everything that I do in my life, whether it's making music, creating art, you know, or or the books that i'm reading or the people i'm surrounding myself with like it's all comes back to this like center center of all those spokes is i i want to always learn and grow and be a better me mm-hmm. <laughs> you know and and like this is part of that like you know the 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 doing get, getting to do this book and movie club within the context of misfit stars for me is just one of those spokes of i want to learn and grow with other people who want to learn and grow. That's what this whole, that's what this whole thing is about for me. Yeah. You know? Um, and I, so I can't, I really can't wait. It's going to be really great. Um, I wanted to mention also that uh, whereas our Zoom meetups for our Misfit Stars tend to run like three hours, mm-hmm. I'm hoping to keep our our discussions for the book and movie club to around 90 minutes, so that it's not like dominating your schedule and, mm-hmm. and it's and it's less of the kind of event where coming and going would be as appropriate because yeah, we're going to no, be discussing no, together. For this,
1: for this one, you got to show up on time and stay for the thing. Yeah.
0: So I want you to know that we're going to try to keep it at 90 minutes just yeah. to be respectful of everybody's time and busy also schedules. if there are
1: people who want to who want to linger, we'll linger. But the whole the, the, the meat the of meat. it. The meat of the thing yeah. is going to be about 90 minutes. Yeah, for sure.
0: So anyway, that's on Sunday, 3 Pacific, 6 Eastern. Um, and if you'd like to join the group and you're not yet in it, just message me and we'll get you in. Can't, Can't wait. wait. <laughs> Jinx, <laughs> you owe me a Coke.
1: What the shit?
0: <laughs> so, Jamie, how are you feeling today?
1: You know... Thanks for asking, Shannon. Uh, I'm good. I'm good. I feel spiritually well and that's good. I'm also just like low energy. I've been low energy for days. Yeah. You know, we're just on a weird schedule right now, you and I, because our, we have some actual free time. And so we're using our free time not to do things that tire us out and keep us on a good schedule. We're just lounging around and watching movies and things, which means like I don't get particularly tired, which means that I'm up and not until two or three, but like four or five.
0: I mean, we were staying up till four or five at the tail end of our project, too. So honestly, it's just a continuation of yeah, the late, late schedule. It's that very, very on.
1: different feeling for me. Oh, okay. and you can say how you're feeling when it's your turn to share, but for me...
0: Excuse me?
1: <laughs> no, but... <for laughs> no
0: me, snark allowed on the podcast. I'm not being
1: snarky. I'm just saying, it sounded like you were trying to negate the thing I was sharing.
0: No, no, I'm just, all I was saying was that our schedule really hasn't changed. I understand it might feel different, and that's well, perfectly valued. Uh,
1: it hasn't changed on the going to bed side. That's what I mean. But because of the thing I was saying about how uh, it's, like, like I was going to bed much tireder I see. during work times. Okay. I was sleeping much harder and waking up earlier. I see. And uh, and also like the anxiety of having another like deadline work day yeah. was getting me out of bed earlier. I get it. I've been on kind of a weirder schedule because of the lack of work to kind of anchor things. Got it. And it's okay. Like I don't mind that and I think it's actually really healthy and good. But my schedule's been like, r- our, our schedule together has just been all over the map. Uh, we've been waking up way too late, going to sleep like sometimes when the sun is coming up, and it's just, you know, that gives me a little bit of anxiety. I feel, like, unrooted sometimes. Mm. And then sometimes I kind of feel okay about it too, but I'm sort of back and forth between the two things. Okay. Uh, But I feel, generally speaking, fine. Like, uh, I feel pretty good in my body. Uh, I don't know. I'm okay. I'm just in this weird (laughs) in-betweeny spot of decompression, Mm -hmm. you know, where, like, in theory, I'm relaxing. But, like, I'm not there yet, you Mm -hmm. know? And... I've been relaxing, but it doesn't mean I'm relaxed. Mm-hmm. I'll get there, I'm sure, over the course of the summer. Also, once the weather gets nicer and we can actually go out and do hikes and stuff like that, I'm sure it'll start to feel a lot more like there's some relaxation happening. Yeah. Right now, it's been rainy. We've been kind of trapped in the house watching movies. Yeah. Which, in one way, is kind of nice. In another way, it's just kind of like, I just feel like I'm spinning my wheels around the house. Aw. You know? So, I don't know. I'm fine. Uh, I'm fine. I'm fine.
0: I'm fine. Yeah, you're fine.
1: Yeah, I'm not. Everything's either, fine. Yeah, I'm neither good nor bad. I'm okay. Yeah,
0: okay, uh, that's fine. How are you that's doing? Good. I, I feel I feel good. I mean, I'm on the same schedule as you are, but I don't I don't think I have as much of an existential uh, wrestling with it that you are having with it. Um, to me, like this is one of those things. Like going to bed and waking up when you want to is such an incredible privilege. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and like uh, and and it's one of those things. Like when you have the freedom to do that, it's kind of like it's kind of like one of the bonuses of being an adult, you know, <laughs> like, mm-hmm. like, like if you want to eat ice cream for dinner, you can do that. <laughs> yeah. And sometimes it doesn't make you feel great. So, so you know, like even though you can make these choices, but I honestly, I, I feel, I feel, I feel fine about it. I, I, I fully understand that, um, that this, the tail end of our twenty twenty one hundred one project just Tapped me out completely yeah. of all of the energy and motivation yeah. I had, um, and at the same time was so fulfilling and fun to do. And I'm so great. I'm so grateful for the opportunity to have done it. That said, so I'm I'm really like embracing the downtime, and I really love that. I was just absolutely just fatigued over the last number of days until yesterday morning I realized that I completely missed last month I have to get a B12 injection every month because I have I can't absorb it through food. Yeah. And so, and let's uh,
1: put that in active voice. I have to give Shannon a vitamin yeah. B12 injection every month. <laughs> I have right. to stick an inch and a half long needle in her arm <laughs> once a month. And,
0: and, and I discovered that I had this deficiency uh, several years ago when we had a particularly taxing work schedule for like... Like a sustained period of time. And I it was, was in
1: 2015 when I know I know came out and everything went haywire.
0: Yeah. We were so busy and just like go, 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 go. And I and I got to the place where I realized that my feet were numb. Like you couldn't and they, feel
1: your extremities. <laughs> my
0: feet were numb and I realized that, that maybe that had been happening for about a month. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, it was one of those things that I was like, there was stuff going wrong with my body, but I was too busy to notice it, you know, until we, we got, went on tour, actually. It was when we went on tour that I first noticed. I was like, wait a second, this is wrong. Anyway... Long story short, that's when we discovered that I have this B twelve deficiency. Mm-hmm. It, it runs in my family. Actually, my grandfather had to get injections for the same reason, and it's not the kind of thing that I can just re- that I can remedy with taking B twelve orally. No, that's my the tummy, entire problem. My tummy just doesn't. You, absorb it.
1: You don't process it properly. Yeah.
0: So so I've been having to take these B12 injections for the last however many years, which is great. It's totally remedied the problem. I don't have the kind of fatigue that I normally do. Well, in the midst of our like go, 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 go last month at the end of our 2020 101 project and the fundraiser and all that kind of stuff, I completely missed last month's... I, for, I forgot to refill my prescription. i <laughs> like just, just missed, missed it. it. And forgot about it until yesterday morning lying in bed going oh, this feeling of fatigue, it's its familiar. Oh, I think this is what happens when I don't have enough B12. And so- But of course
1: you're too much of a dim bulb to like realize that for yeah, the first two and a half I know, weeks. I know, I yeah. know.
0: So honestly, having an, ant as of last night going to bed and feeling super tired again, just even knowing that I now, that I now had an answer for why I was so fatigued, it like helped. And then- yeah. God bless the mail order pharmacy. It showed up this afternoon, and you you injected me this afternoon. So probably by tomorrow morning, I'm going to be back to myself, which will feel really great. And I'm grateful for that. Um, so besides having met, navigated all of that stuff, I honestly feel I feel good. I uh, there was a, a, a an opportunity um, that I that we've been invited to participate in an event that's happening later this summer that I've been wrestling with to, trying to decide whether or not I wanted to, to say
1: yes officially. Mm-hmm. You to wanted to do it, but it was scary.
0: Yep. And the person organizing the event poked me again today and was like, so we're confirming, you know, this details for the event. Let me know what you think. And so I had to actually, and I realized when I read her email that I had been, Waiting each day to get this reminder email from her, like and like anticipating it. Like, oh no. When am I gonna have to make this decision once and for all? Like I wanted to do it. This is an opportunity that that was intriguing to me and it was exciting to me. I will tell you all more about it later. I think just having said yes today is as far as I can go, and I'm not mm-hmm. I'm not I'm not ready to like talk publicly about this yet. Mm-hmm. But just knowing that it was Looming that 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 I was gonna have to say yes or no, and that that that, that was gonna come soon. I, I was, I think, dealing with a little bit of anxiety around that over the last handful
1: of days. Yeah, probably.
0: And so when she poked me about it again today, I was like, okay, I have to say yes or no, and like it was the, one of those situations where like, I I felt like my my in terms of like. Creatively, what I was feeling, and and you know how the idea of this excited me in some ways. Like I was, I was very much yes, yes, yes mm-hmm. on all of that. And also because this is going to require some stretching, growing, and doing something new mm-hmm. for me and for me and for you. The other side of me was like no, 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 <laughs> because the stretching, growing, doing something new felt scary. It is not safe. Yeah. But then again.
1: Especially in a... And for me, like, my side of it, like, especially in a summer after we've been sprinting for 15 months and the whole point of the summer was to try to do as little, like, no big projects.
0: Yeah. And this is
1: taking on a big project.
0: It's taking on something of a big project. Yeah. More than... It's more than nothing. Yeah. (laughs) But, but you know, when I verbalized that it was really just the fear of of stretching myself that was really the only thing holding me back, then saying that out loud sort of confirmed for me that probably it's the right thing to say yes because if you're pushing yourself into uncomfortable territory that's generally a good sign yeah that you're doing something that's going to be good for you yeah you know it's not like it's a guaranteed outcome that it's going to be this you know raging success i but i still think it, i think i still think it's it's the right it's the next right thing that's what i feel like it is
1: good i yeah. think so too
0: so in terms of how i'm feeling i actually feel something of a of re- relief a feeling of relief mm-hmm. having had to say yes or no and that i said yes like it it's it's nice to be on the other side of that mountain that's good isn't it it sounds so silly but no, like it these these are the ways that decisions can really like <sighs> just tie me up sometimes mm-hmm. you know um Especially decisions about, like, doing something that feels unfamiliar. It's yeah. uncharted. Mm-hmm. So, anyway, I'm feeling I'm feeling good. Good. Yeah. Right on. Yeah, yeah. So, hey, let's fire up the good news machine. Okay. What's your good news?
1: You know, it's funny. I didn't have anything written down. Like, you and I each try to, like, if there's a little bit of good news in, in the news over the yeah. week, we try to note it. I didn't have anything on my notes. I was like, huh, I wonder why that is. And I went back, uh, and I as we were preparing for this podcast, and I went back, and I looked through the... The news. Like, I just, you know, look, pulled up all the Washington Post from last week, all the Seattle Times. Yeah. There's nothing in the Washington Post. It was all bad. <laughs> so I was like, okay, let's go local. And I went local and it was kind of worse. Oh, no. Um, yeah. So, so there's nothing in my good news machine as far Aww. as like actual news. Okay. So I'm just going to uh, sort of pull a sort of cheesy card on this one okay. be like my good news is that we have some unstructured time right Yay. now <laughs> so it's it's like the most micro version of it possible i try to go macro i try to do national nothing at national i go local nothing local i'm going to go personal okay yeah. yeah. So great. personally, uh, there's I have some unstructured time. You have some unstructured time. Yeah. We as a couple have some unstructured time. It's really lovely. It's lovely. Mm-hmm. We've had some tender moments. We've Aww. had some snuggling on the couch. Birds. Everyone listening to this is just, like throwing up right now. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Birds
0: chirping, butterflies flying. Yes. Like that. Also, know.
1: I have some uh, yard based news, which is that our <laughs> bunny yeah. has been out and about. <laughs> we have a bunny living under our deck, people. It's very Disney. It's very small. It's a a very small bunny. It likes to come out when we're in the yard.
0: Jamie has this theory that it specifically comes out when we're in the yard because he thinks that it, that we're his family.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Because it's a lone bunny. And bunnies are not necessarily like solo creatures.
0: Right. I mean, they, I they don't think to, so.
1: They tend to run on, what do they call a group of bunnies? A horde? I don't know. I don't,
0: know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it's a horde of bunnies. A
1: horde of bunnies. I think that's about right. No,
0: I don't think that's what it is it's at all. It's a
1: phalanx. It's a phalanx of bunnies. <laughs> A detachment of bunnies. Bunnies. Yeah,
0: I've got to know what it is now. We'll look it up later.
1: Yeah. yeah. Anyway, there's not a pack of bunnies in our yard. There's a single <laughs> solitary solo bunny. It's on a solo bunny mission. And I like to think that it's sort of independent, but also it might be a little lonely. Like last night, we had gotten some little solar lights to string along a part of the fence in our yard. Yeah. And like I had been looking out in the backyard to see if the bunny was around. I just tend to do that all day. Honestly, yeah. anytime if I go to the bathroom or if I'm in my studio, I'll just look out the window. It's right there. And there wasn't any bunny. And then we went outside right at dusk to hang these mm-hmm. lights, and within 10 minutes of us being out there hanging these lights, all of a sudden behind us was a little bunny munching clover. So there's some credence to your theory, maybe. Like, the bunny specifically came out mm-hmm. while we were there mm-hmm. messing around in and the yard. And we're
0: talking, and it's just unfazed. And
1: I wonder if it thinks of us, like, we think of it as our bunny, but I wonder if it thinks of us as its people. I
0: wonder. I And ho- I, wa- I, and I so. wonder what bunnies think of when they think of people. Maybe there's another... I, I was going to say another word, but that's silly. <laughs>
1: like, now you're just trying to imagine what bunny languages. I'm trying
0: to imagine how bunnies communicate now, and and how they would refer to a being like us.
1: Do they? Do they have bunny language? I don't know. Me neither. I don't know.
0: They, they must communicate. Like of course. Animals communicate to each other. Yes, they do. It's not. Is it through a series
1: good. of like little nose twitches, like it's a third base coach in baseball? <laughs> Just little <laughs> subtle movements where another bunny's looking at it from 90 feet away, going, I'll Take this pitch. I hope so. Yeah.
0: I hope that's exactly what it is. Or it could be like Morse code with their little like front paws.
1: Oh, like, I like, like that. Thump,
0: thump, 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 thump.
1: That's pretty literally um, Disney, right? There's like like rabbit Morse code in Disney. I'm
0: pretty sure that's Warner Brothers. (laughs)
1: Oh, is it? Yeah. Okay. I love it. Yeah.
0: Well, that's good news. The bunny is definitely good news from the backyard.
1: Yeah. It's really good. So I have good personal news and I have good backyard news. Everything else is just a flaming shit show. Oh, man. And it's fine. Whatever. It's fine. It's
0: fine. It's fine. It's fine. That's the theme for you today. It's fine. <laughs>
1: Everything's fine.
0: Yes. Uh, I do have some actual good news. Um, and so, Well, it was. It's, it's kind of like, it's a good, good news with a caveat kind of thing, which is oftentimes how good news can be. But, good um, news
1: with an asterisk.
0: Yeah. Um, but uh, a bunch of prominent Democrats in Congress are going to be introducing a bill to codify Roe versus Wade. Uh, translation, this is there's a, a bunch of, of senators who uh, and, and and representatives in the house I mm-hmm. believe too, who are influential. In they're not just you know new members you know casting out the 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 dream, the dream bill that they've always wanted
1: to introduce in Congress. They're this not like, they're not backbenchers with aspirations. Exactly,
0: these are people who actually have influence in mm-hmm. Congress. They're introducing a bill that would just uh, make it it would just establish the rights afforded to women in Roe versus Wade. Like that this this has not been something that's actually gone through Congress to become a law in this country. It was only decided Via the court and that right has been protected only because of the court's decision in Roe versus Wade. Um,
1: Which means the court can also take it away again, too.
0: Exactly. And so there's been this movement over the last years uh, that Congress should actually make a law saying, no, this is actually the law of the land and not just the Constitution being interpreted by whomever happens to be sitting on the Supreme Court. Yeah. Yeah. Which is great. And, you know, the fact of this bill passing Congress is a whole other topic. But I believe this is the first time that legislation enshrining a woman's bodily autonomy when it comes to her healthcare including the procedure that we call abortion which is a healthcare procedure mm-hmm. uh, i think it's the first time that that this this has been introduced in congress which is a it's a big deal it's wild it's a really big deal so you know um, and, and and also this kind of legislation as with every kind of legislation usually like It starts by being introduced and maybe doesn't get any action for a long time, but it had, like, oftentimes a bill has to be introduced a number of times before it gets the the traction, the momentum that's. The public support. Yeah. I mean,
1: there's already public support for the theory behind it. Yes. But you also have to marshal public support behind legislation. There has to be energy.
0: Well, and and there has to be, you know, enough Congress people willing to. Yeah, no, abortion rights are massively uh, popular among the American Also, I, do, I dispute that
1: framing. I really don't like the idea of, like, a bill that would give women rights. It's a bill that would prevent people from taking rights away that's from a women.
0: much better way of saying it. It is, yeah, no, the, these are rights that exist and you're right. This would be yeah. a bill preventing people from taking the those rights away. The default should
1: be that you can do whatever the hell you want with your body. Right. And then well, sometimes yeah. people try to take that right away. Exactly. And that's bad.
0: Yeah, I guess I just, you know, when I say, like, it's, 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 it, the legislation would guarantee that right. That exists, yeah. So it's good news. You know, it's not a done deal, but it's it's one of those things. that's like, yeah, this is something that ought to, that our leaders ought to be doing, <laughs> is is protecting that right. And this is a move in that direction, which I thought was great news. So yay,
1: hey,
0: yay. That's great. Uh huh. Um, this last week, what have we been up to? Chilling out. Chilling out. We've been chilling out a lot.
1: We're, we watched three movies one day. We did. I don't like want to brag. We did
0: it overachieving and watched three movies. Yeah. Yeah, it was maybe a little much. It was a bit much. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. But
0: again, it's one of those things you got to you got to try having ice cream for dinner and then see how that feels. Yeah.
1: Oh, it wasn't good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We uh, went we, to a baseball game. We
0: have a little minor league uh uh not little. It's a beautiful minor league stadium like a mile and a half from our house. Mm-hmm. And uh we went to see a game on a beautiful evening.
1: It was just a lovely experience. It
0: was it felt so normal to be out and at a baseball game and yeah. yet at the same time like we bought tickets in the fully vaccinated section, which was great because we, we they, they, they were checking um vaccination cards on the way in to that gate and give you they gave you a little wristband so that, you know. It you know said those vaccinated wristband?
1: on it. It said vaccinated on it, people. It was so weird. <laughs> I didn't even really think about it at the time, but then when I got home and I was going to take it off, I was like, holy shit, this wristband that I'm wearing says vaccinated. It's so weird. It's so dystopian and strange.
0: Everything's been so weird this last year. Yeah. But but it felt great to know that people who were in that section were all going to be vaccinated. Um, and and also meant that they could sell more tickets in that area. Mm. But even so, it was a very sparsely attended game. Like we had... You know, several rows in every direction <laughs> great. around us to ourselves.
1: Just great. Um,
0: it was wonderful. Um, our team
1: got their butts handed it, to them. Yes, yeah, which is—they're a great team. They're not like a loser team in general. They just had an off game. Yeah, but it was fun. There was a lot of scoring, just not by our team.
0: No, yeah, there was lots of scoring by the uh, by the the Salt Lake City Bees. Yeah. <laughs> That's adorable. The I love please. minor league baseball team names. Oh, they're so good. Ours is kind of ours is a good name. It's it's the, the Tacoma Rainier's. Mm-hmm. So named after Mount Rainier, which mm-hmm. is a lovely benevolent presence to our, our east.
1: Southeast, really. Southeast. Shannon had a great question. So they're thinking about renaming Mount Rainier to the name that the local indigenous people had for it back in the day before we mm-hmm. took their land and renamed their mountain. hmm And the question, of course, is: Are they going to then have to rename the baseball team because there won't be like the, yeah. the antecedent?
0: I don't know. I mean, here's the thing: like the the effort to rename the mountain is probably of. It's probably one of those things. I mean, yes, there's there's been a proposal to do that, but yeah. I I imagine it probably won't happen for a very long time. Yeah. If it gets traction ever, but yeah, I don't know. I, I think it's funny uh, we've uh, the there's the 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 announcer for the baseball team uh, <laughs> who uh, we've we've been to a couple baseball games now since we've lived here in Tacoma, and our experience is that at the beginning of the game, you know, he's got the very like radio announcery voice. He's very you know? crisp,
1: very on point.
0: Yeah, and so like at the beginning, you, you know, ladies and gentlemen, you're Tacoma Rainiers. Yeah, you know, and. I think that maybe he drinks during the game yeah. because by the time the game is over, mm-hmm. it's more like, ladies and gentlemen, the Tacoma Yeah. <laughs> And we've actually—it's it's,
1: it's remarkable. Like it really is a dramatic difference between the beginning of the game and the end of the game. It
0: really is. And we, we actually affectionately call the team the Tacoma Neers now. It's just like an inside joke. Because of I this mean, guy. We need to get it. We need to get this traction in Tacoma. Like we need to spread the word so other people start calling them the. Ladies and
1: gentlemen, you're Tacoma Neers. Yeah. <laughs> There is this wonderful, there's a Latino player on our team, and he has this beautiful last name. It's Marmolejos.
0: Marmolejos.
1: Marmolejos. And so, you know, the first couple of bats that Marmolejos has, you know, first inning, third inning, whatever it's, and now batting for the Tacoma Rainiers, second baseman, Luis Marmolejos. Yeah. And then like in the eighth inning or the ninth inning, it's now batting for your Tacoma Ears. Second baseman, Luis Marlos. <laughs> yes. It was just like it was this. just like an M and an O S and just a a mush mash
0: just, in it, the middle. It's very entertaining. Anyway, baseball Luis
1: Marlos. Yeah.
0: <laughs> what? Baseball game was a lot of fun. Uh it felt like summer. It felt like it felt like it was I mean this is the first see this the this uh series they're playing or like I guess they, they had an opening day last month or so but like they hadn't played a game in that uh stadium for over 600 days or whatever because That's there wild. was no season last year like it's just it's interesting these things where we're sort of being sort of like creeping back toward what used to be <laughs> yeah. you know it's it's very interesting and the, in this case it was a welcome it was a welcome re-entry because it was really fun to hey, be out there.
1: So uh, that's actually a pretty good segue.
0: Yeah, okay.
1: Although I just do want to say also the the last thing for what has our experience been this week, we had our first house guest in 15 months. I know. It was lovely. Also, it was 10 times as exhausting as it would have been the year previously. <laughs>
0: it's true. These
1: are muscles people that we just have let atrophy. We mm-hmm. have We have no muscles built up for like... Being extended. with people for su- sustained, extended hangs. Yeah, I'm good for like an hour and a half, maybe two. Yeah, and then just like it exhausts me.
0: Totally and, feel you. Yeah, but, but anyway, so, so that was a good segue.
1: You were saying I was. So uh, we wanted to talk a little bit about the idea of reentering society. Should we take a break? Should we just go yeah, for it? Yeah, sounds what do great. Do? Let's take
0: a little break and then come back, and we will talk about reentering
1: society. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> we'll be back soon. Back in a sec. people so shannon and i read this article in the atlantic over this last week about a week ago uh and it really it it sparked some good discussion inside the house it did we just wanted to like read a little bit of it and just use it as a jumping off point to talk for a minute uh mostly as a way of just introducing you to this article and this idea and then we're going to put a link to the article in the notes for this episode Uh so that you can go find it on your own yeah uh just because it was really thought-provoking. It really was. Yeah.
0: And also, I I would, you know, it'll be a link uh, within the Misfit Stars uh, social network as well. And, you know, if you read it or you listen to what we have to say about it and you have your own thoughts, I would love to know what you think about this too. So, um you know, or, or how you're feeling about this topic. Yeah, very uh, much so. Yeah, I'm so glad you... I mean, it, actually, you didn't send this article to me. You like, can I read this to you? And I'm like, sure. And it was like story time. You read the whole article aloud to me. I did.
1: Um, you were reclined on the couch. I was sitting in the chair.
0: Yeah, it was really actually a nice way to absorb it. Um And so you're just going to read a portion of it, right? The, yes. the title. Who's the author and what's the title and all that?
1: So the author is a guy named Tim Kreider, K-R-E-I-D-E-R, Tim Kreider, and his piece is called, I'm not scared to Reenter society. I'm just not sure I want to. Hmm. And the subhead is, I have gotten acclimated to a different existence.
0: Yeah. Okay.
1: So just, you know, immediately provocative there. Yeah. You know, so we dove in. And I'm going to read uh, the penultimate two paragraphs. Mm-hmm. So the third from last, and the second from last paragraph okay. to this thing. I think it gives a reasonably good idea of the trajectory of the piece. And But
0: the, the whole piece is really worth it. It's, it's not real long. No.
1: And it's super well written. Yeah. Just like really beautiful, engaging, thought-provoking yes. writing. The person's just clearly a deep thinker who's able to articulate himself very, very well in the written word. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, here's what he has to say toward the end of this piece. Quarantine has given us all time and solitude to think, a risk for any individual Hmm. and a threat to any status quo. Hmm. People have gotten to have the experience, some of them for the first time in their life, of being left alone, a luxury usually unavailable even to the wealthy. Relieved of the deforming crush of financial fear and of the world's battering demands and expectations, people's personalities have started to assume their true shape. And a lot of them don't want to return to wasting their days in purgatorial commutes, to the fluorescent lights and dress codes and middle school politics Mm. of the office. Service personnel are apparently ungrateful for the opportunity to get paid not enough to live on by employers who have demonstrated they don't care whether their workers live or die. More and more people have noticed that some of the basic American axioms, that hard work is a virtue, productivity is an end in itself, are horse shit. (laughs) I'm remembering those science fiction stories in which someone accidentally sees behind the facade of their blissful, false reality to the grim dystopia they actually inhabit. The forces of money and power would certainly like us to forget all about this year and go back to exactly the way things were, like a teacher intoning, all right, class, back to your desks, while the first flurries are falling outside. Hmm. Maybe we will. Insights are evanescent, and habit has a leaden inertia. But a lot of people went very far away over the course of this past year, deep into themselves. And not all of us are going to come all the way back. <laughs> wow.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I really recommend reading the whole piece if you haven't read it yet. Um, and again, the link will be in the, in the show notes, um, the podcast notes. But yeah, so what struck you? About that, what was what was
1: what were some of your takeaways? A couple things. The first one for me was this idea that uh, you know, relieved of the deforming crush of financial fear and of the world's battering demands and expectations, people's personalities have started to assume their true shape. Mm-hmm. That was. So- such a revelatory passage for me to read mm. both when I first read it and just you know revisiting it yeah. in this moment now I thought it
0: was interesting though that he's that he mentioned people being relieved from financial fear because a lot of people certainly had increased financial fear yes. over this last year but in his particular case I think that he's saying that he didn't
1: I wonder that. if as, uh, as a writer you know writers never pretty much these days have full time positions right, right. you write kind of on a temp basis you get paid by the word you right, know what I right. mean uh, freelance it, work. It's freelance work. And I wonder if he was collecting not just unemployment, but also pandemic unemployment insurance, right, right. which for a lot of people... is
0: usually unavailable to freelancers. Well, but yes, it yes, was, that's it, right.
1: It was available during the pandemic. It was yeah. available during the pandemic, you know, right. and I wonder if that provided him a sense of financial security yeah. that, you know, he just hadn't felt. And I also do, you're right, you you touched on something that I noticed in this article too, which is that his experience is not everyone's experience. Yeah, for sure. Not everyone had the experience he's describing here. Right. You know, and you and I didn't necessarily have this exact experience either. And that's not even really the point. It's not the point. You're right. I think the point is more just this idea, you know, no matter, you know, what your financial situation may or may not have been, the isolation and the forced time to reflect Mm-hmm. That's something that's pretty universal. Yeah, you know, yeah. we just weren't able—any of us—to go about our normal lives. I mean, right. some people did.
0: I mean, there were some. Yeah, I know. But then also, there were some people who maybe didn't have the time to reflect because they were suddenly now having to work from home and figure out how to help their children do school from home. Yes, and their lives got infinitely more complicated. You know what I
1: mean? Maybe they had less time to reflect. Yeah, that's it's such possible. a valid and a fair point. Yeah. Yeah. So,
0: but I think that over the overarching point though is that. There, you know, to borrow a, a phrase from my own song, Whoa, there no, was man. a spoke thrown into the wheel of how things go here, yeah. like for everyone in some way. Yeah. And it disrupted, the, it disrupted us from being in the ruts we'd been in, in some way or mm-hmm. other, you know. So, all that said, going back to the thing that, that struck you about people coming People's to their- People's personalities close, yeah. have
1: started to assume their true shape. Mm-hmm. What an interesting thought. Mm-hmm. The idea that, like, so many of us, are just kind of stunted, sort of left like rendered by society and the forces of whatever you know, whatever it might be, maybe capitalism, commerce, our jobs, societal pressures, whatever it is, whatever render- our ruts
0: are. Yeah, maybe we are just
1: rendered unable to truly self-actualize. That's interesting. Yeah, and it doesn't have to be like I'm flowering into. I'm I'm go- I'm going to be a playwright now. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. it, it could just mean like having more of an opportunity to just figure out who you are on the inside Mm -hmm. and what actually matters to you, Mm -hmm, you know? mm -hmm. I mean, and even for people who were forced inside with their kids Mm -hmm. in that kind of pressure cooker environment, I imagine there were some people who were like, this is exactly as horrible as I would have thought and I can't wait for it to end. I also know from conversations with friends that there are some people yeah. for whom that was a revelation and and actually a huge joy. And they didn't even realize how much they would have loved it. I was just chatting with a Being friend of ours. Being with their families. Uh, more, yes, yeah. and forced indoors. Mm-hmm. And like, I was chatting with a friend today, our friend uh, Chelsea. Uh-huh. Uh, and sh- she had shared something for our story archive, mm. which is, uh, I-, I won't be able to quote it exactly, but basically the idea is that... Uh, she was forced to start something that she had been sort of nervously contemplating for a couple of years, which mm. is that maybe homeschooling might be better for their son mm. than a traditional school environment. But that's a very daunting thing to contemplate. Oh, for so they sure. just had put it off. Yeah. They got forced into it. She loves it. Oh. And it has lit a fire in her kid and he's so much happier oh. and he's learning so much better and he's just, he's more content and happier in his being. Oh my gosh. And it's changed the entire dynamic of their family is how she made it sound from what she wrote for our story wow. archive. And so, you know what I mean? I think that's an example of something that, you know, from the outside, be like, oh my God, all of a sudden you have to homeschool. Every parent has to be a teacher. This is horrible. There are some people for whom that's actually the best thing.
0: Yeah, You, know, yeah, so for sure. you can't
1: really place an external no. judgment on any one situation. If it seems like it would be easier, maybe it's not that easy. If it seems like it would be very hard, maybe mm-hmm. it's actually great for them.
0: Yeah, but the point is that like, we, what we, whatever whatever grooves we had been in before <laughs> were disrupted and perhaps some of those grooves um were defining us more than we were defining our own lives
1: mm-hmm. you know maybe
0: maybe a, having to be pushed out of those those ruts um, gave folks time to see things from a different perspective or time to reflect on themselves figure out what's important to them, like you were saying.
1: Mm-hmm. And, and I, th- I think that really ties into this other thing that really grabbed me, mm-hmm. which is the first sentence of the second paragraph that I read, which is, the forces of money and power would certainly like us to forget all about this year mm-hmm. and go back to exactly the way things were.
0: Mm-hmm. For sure. I mean, yeah, it, it seemed pretty transparent like, like last year. Like think about a year ago. Who who was banging the drama? we've got to get back to whoa
1: ladies and gentlemen, we have reached a part of the episode where Shannon dislodges her microphone.
0: I mean it was it was nice at times because I was talking about banging a drum, so you know, That's boom. was good. Yeah. Yeah. But a like, year ago, who was who was banging the drama? we've got to get back to normal. We've got to reopen society, even though reopening, quote quote unquote reopening society meant that
1: Killing a bunch of people.
0: Whoever was working on the front lines of you know public service and of any kind was going to be at risk of catching a deadly virus. (laughs) Yeah, you know, um,
1: people. Do you know what group of of workers, what group of people? Period, had the single highest mortality rate during the pandemic? Kitchen staff. Kitchen staff. Back of house staff in, in restaurants. Wow. Because I mean, they were just I all was... being crammed into kitchens by their right. employers who were desperate to keep doing at least takeout, even if they couldn't do dine-in.
0: Oh, because they were still Like, doing... you,
1: you would think it would right. be nurses, wouldn't you? But it's yeah. not Not even close. Wow. Restaurant, back of house staff. Wow. But yeah, I mean, the... the... Which is just freaking insanity. Mm-hmm. It's literally like owners, like business owners being like, I would rather you die mm-hmm. than my business fail.
0: Right. That's... Yeah, that's insane. Which I understand that
1: like a business failing would be a crushing, crushing blow. But really, you would rather a bunch of people die. Right. To keep your to keep your dream alive. But
0: that's not a binary choice. Business die or people die. Like that's why it was important for the government to offer assistance to those businesses. And I think that that for a lot of for a lot of businesses that that assistance worked mm-hmm, you know right. of course there was there were businesses that that ended up having to close and of course it was a stressful time to navigate all that i mean had the government decided up front that no, we're just going to take care of y'all. Don't worry about it. It yep. would have been a lot less stressful, and we yes. would have probably lost fewer businesses. But I think that that you know that it was. It's not a binary choice: lose the business or lose the people. <laughs> you know, it, it like there's a third the way. The third way is support the people while we get the get through this together, and then we'll come out the other side. Yeah, you know, more of us alive and and businesses surviving as well. Mm-hmm. You know, but yeah, you're right. The people, the powers that be, would like to see would like to see us not have time to dream or think or evaluate our lives because
1: our dreams and our dreams and aspirations generally don't involve them.
0: Yeah, well, I mean I, that's a powerful it's a really powerful idea. It's a really powerful idea that 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 perhaps we have been slaves to a system we and we've remained slaves to the system because we operate on this constant this constant cycle of fear and scarcity and I've got to work to prove my my worth and I've got to you know uh, stay on this wheel to survive and I've got you know like it there's there's no opportunity to get off yeah but we all a lot of us I shouldn't say we all a lot of us were given an opportunity to get off the wheel. Mm-hmm and and evaluate whether that wheel is worth it mm-hmm. <laughs> or if we want something different.
1: Yeah, you know? and even for people like for whom their daily routine didn't change and pro- mm. and perhaps got a lot more stressful, yeah. you know? mm-hmm. I'm thinking about our friend Michelle who works like a... Uh, Sort of in a in a customer facing role in a medical office. Uh-huh. You know, uh, she didn't have the luxury of working from home. You can't do that. People right. need to come to the medical office to get done whatever right. they need to get done. Then that yeah. needs to go on. You know. Um, but at least for her, you know, the, the, the specifics of her job didn't change in any way, but for the worse, but they they largely stayed the same. But the context around everything changed, you know, mm-hmm. and I think that's valuable too. The uh, context. The, just a, just the, sur- the, this, the the surrounding life around your job, oh, and just like, mm-hmm. the societal context, yeah. you know, maybe the fact that everyone else, a whole lot of other people's situations are really changing and yours is not really makes you look in a different way at your situation. Oh, sure. Mm-hmm. You know, for sure.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and it really kind of makes me um want to just promote the idea of like the the existential importance of of rest. It, even if the point is of rest is only just to let yourself have an opportunity to think or dream.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, like like I think we've neglected that. I think we've neglected ourselves in that arena.
1: Yeah. For a lot. Maybe our entire lives, some of us.
0: Yeah. Um when, and what could what could be possible if we all took that more seriously? Yeah. If we cultivated that aspect of our lives, if we gave ourselves more, if we didn't come all the way back, like this guy says. Yeah. <laughs> but left space for the thinking. And certainly, like I mean, he mentioned in the article too that that really going going into oneself in this way is is a scary proposition for a lot of us, you know. Um, but gosh, sometimes the unexamined the unexamined life is one of the f- fuels for staying on unfulfilling cycles too. Absolutely, you know. There's so much there's so much that can be disrupted, and it's sometimes painful to work through. What you discover in that disruption, but maybe there's something much, much better available on the other side of that.
1: Yeah, all factualization. Of, living your life in a way that doesn't primarily benefit somebody else.
0: That idea that he, the one of the things that you read in the in the paragraphs that you mentioned, these what was the the American some of the American ideals that have been <sighs> sort Amer, of
1: some of the basic American axioms. Axioms that's that right. hard work is a virtue, productivity is an end in itself are horse shit. Yeah.
0: That 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 really speaks to me. I you know, we 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 hear that a lot. Like, oh, he's you know, they're they're a really hard worker, you know. And it, it is is hard work itself a virtue? Like I, I don't know. I really don't know.
1: It depends on what the work is and who you're doing it for. Yeah. For me it is. I work really 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 hard at what I do, mm-hmm. you know. Uh but also what I do is something that I love and that I'm doing by choice yeah. and mm-hmm. that I would be doing for myself even if I didn't have a project for someone else to be working on.
0: Yeah, no, I so get it. So it's
1: really con- contextual, but for most people, no.
0: Well, and I, and I guess I'll, for anyone, it could be. Hard, the the hard, I think it matters. It depends on what your own idea of it is. Like if, if the thing that you're working hard at is something that, that you find value in, yeah. and that, I mean, for you, it's it's you know music or mm-hmm. whatever. But there are things that people spend their time doing that they work really hard at that have nothing to do with the creative thing, yeah. you know, that they really do love, you know. And yeah. I guess it, it's a it's a.
1: And it's possible to find pleasure in a lot of, of different course, kinds of work.
0: Absolutely, but I but that idea that hard work just for hard work's sake is a virtue seems misguided.
1: Oh, absolutely. But- so much of it, I think, um, and this is just based on my personal job experience, but like I always work hard, you know, I always have. It's just a, it's just how I'm wired. <laughs> but w- how I felt about, about it was totally dependent on the workplace culture. You mm-hmm. know, like if I felt valued and like people cared about how I was doing and about what my experience was, then I felt great about it. Mm-hmm. But I've also been in work situations with really crap, bosses who were really just terrible at setting a positive workplace culture Mm -hmm. or sometimes really good at fostering a negative workplace culture. Mm -hmm. And you know, those jobs were terrible. So it's you know, the, yes, there can be intrinsic pleasure in a job well done, but at least for me, the broader context of what does that look like and who am I doing it for really right. matters a lot. Who
0: are you doing it with, and what are you building together? Like, it is, you know, there's there's different ways to attach meaning, mm-hmm. but, but just the hard work in and of itself, and no other no other
1: attachments to it. It's it's interesting to think about that. Like yeah. we, we really that that is That's something- generally kind of bullshit, and the reason that. Companies were like, and again, when I say companies, I mean large corporations, you know, the the, the institutions that define our working life, broadly speaking, in America. Uh, They don't want us to be anything but tired and stressed out and having no personal time. Because when we have personal time, we start to dream personal dreams that may not involve them. Mm -hmm. And when we are tired and overworked and stressed out and not getting compensated well enough we're much more malleable.
0: Yeah. And that's how
1: they want us. They want us to be manipulable. It's so
0: (laughs) short-sighted to think that way. Like we could we could have we could have such a better society if all of us had more time to know ourselves and to think and to
1: dream. You know, like well, yeah, but the people who run these companies are not interested in a better society. No, they're interested As in s- bottom main... lines for their investors.
0: And oh, their yeah, CEO. they're
1: they're, in reach, they're interested in enriching themselves. Yeah, and collaterally, their investors. But class. It, but
0: again, it is it is also short sighted on their on their part. Yeah, that's quick profit over you know a, a long lasting healthy society. Yeah. But a long lasting healthy society for them would be better in the long run too.
1: Yeah, you but know, you know what? I mean, there's time. It's a question of time horizon, right? Because like, how long is it going to take? for society to break down 30 years 50 years 70 years they'll have their golden parachute i mean all they have to look at is the next five years right i
0: just don't understand that i really just i cannot fathom it i know that people operate that way i understand that there are plenty of people who think about the world and themselves in that selfish frame but i cannot fathom it myself i just can't i I I don't know how you live with yourself
1: yeah i can't relate to it either but i understand it Yeah. yeah
0: yeah But you know, I yes, I, I I saw this tweet earlier this morning that relates to this idea and I'm gonna I'm gonna probably butcher it but the person said something like um it's remarkable how all the outside activities are just capitalism <laughs> like <laughs> in terms of like how we've done all of our activities inside for the last year or so yeah. you know and, and then all
1: the stuff that we're supposed to be getting back at getting back out to enjoy
0: is, is just making money for other people <laughs> yeah,
1: going and spending money places
0: yeah it's an yeah. interesting thing to think about and i and i honestly i want I, I want to like internalize that message as we are getting back out, you know, and, and it it was wonderful to go to the baseball game. Like I we spent money on the tickets and mm-hmm. we bought the food, which was way more expensive than the tickets.
1: It's really wild.
0: <laughs> you know, and I, I understand we were, you know, spending money to go do a thing. And and I'm glad we did that. But also, I think I want to really keep in the f- front of my br- of my mind as we're making choices about how to spend our time. Mm-hmm. Now that we can go back outside <laughs> into the world, you know, is this something that I want to spend money on because I really, I really do um, value the experience I'm going to get by spending this money, or or am I just spending the money as a way to feel normal, in and of itself? Does that make sense? Yeah. You know, like, I I, I want to think through those things and make my choices in accordance with uh, maybe some of the lessons that we've learned about living inside for the last year.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I was reading this interesting profile of the guy who founded The Limited. Oh, uh, the store. The store. Where
0: I spent all of my teenage years. Yes, exactly, yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. This guy was like this just kind of... Uh, Random business genius, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, kind of grew up working class in uh, Columbus, Ohio. Mm -hmm. uh, And his dad had a clothing store and he tried to be a generalist and have all different kinds of things. And he kept, and and the kid uh, Mm -hmm. kept telling his dad like, we got, I think it would be so much better if we just had a limited supply, a limited stock of things. <laughs> and uh, his dad was like, nah, you're an idiot. And so the kid went and started his own store within a year, his dad was working for him. Oh my gosh, yeah. and he
0: called it the limited yes, he for did. that reason, yes. that's funny. Isn't that neat?
1: Yeah. And then he went on this total like uh, merger and buyout spree. Like he bought a failing uh, Palo, Alto, Palo Alto lingerie. I <laughs> can't believe I pronounced it that way. The Americanized way, terrible. Um <laughs> a a failing Silicon Valley undergarment store in the late 80s called uh, Victoria's Secret. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And and turned that obviously into this massive like behemoth that we all know. Yeah, yeah. He was this total like business savant, but the insight that he had was that people of his generation, boomers, Mm. viewed uh, shopping Mm. as entertainment. Oh. Like that was his key insight that made him a billionaire in the early 80s. Wow. Uh,
0: Well, he he got some of my dollars as a teenager spending my babysitting money on his clothes.
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But you know, like that feels to me related to the conversation we're having. Yes. This idea that maybe this, this idea of like consumerism as entertainment is really fucking unhealthy. Yeah. Perhaps toxically unhealthy. Yeah, you know, I
0: remember, I remember, um, uh, some some months after the shutdown last year, we went into a store. Maybe it was Target. We went we went to Target for the first time. Maybe, um, and we walked around. They had they were it was the time when they were limiting the number of people who could go in to Target, and you had to wear a mask and all that.
1: It was like having your own Target because like Target is like what a million square feet. Yeah, and there were like. 20 people. It was
0: empty as can be. It was amazing. And you and I had some needs we needed to pick up and we did that, but we also like we remarked about, I think we even talked about it on the podcast, how it felt how it felt good to do something normal like walk around a store and see the things on the shelves. Yeah. And I'm and it feels like I'm this is a this is an indictment yeah. of myself yeah. that I have I have definitely participated in and bought into that culture of shopping as entertainment. Mm-hmm. That that consuming is that consuming itself, not necessarily even the thing I'm buying or the thing I'm consuming, but just the act of consuming yeah. is the thing of value. Which as like,
1: I, I I don't want that to be true in my life. Like really, people like <laughs> think about it. Like which releases more dopamine into your system: receiving the Amazon box or pressing the. Complete purchase, yellow button in the app. I
0: wonder. I yeah. bet
1: that for most of you, like me, it's the second of those two things.
0: Get it, pushing the button. Of course. Really?
1: Absolutely. That's
0: interesting. Place well,
1: o- place order. Who? I placed the order. Seriously, I get yeah. I get that little feeling, you know. Mm-hmm. And then when the box arrives, it's just more of like a, well, yeah, I knew this was gonna happen. <laughs> Big surprise. Yeah.
0: No, this is this is something I really feel like I want to. I, will, I want to keep this forefront and 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 think about this as I as we move back into society. Is I I think I think this is some, a way I I think I can handle this area of my life with more intentionality.
1: Yeah, I than think that's I have. right. Yep.
0: Interesting. Yeah, you know the, the article spurred lots of thoughts for me. Uh, you know as well uh, the, the the Atlantic piece. It's not an article. It's more like an essay. It's beautiful. Yeah. Um, But just the idea of maybe not coming all the way back, you know, I, 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 there are lots of areas of my life, um, related to how I spend my time, related to, uh, how, how I spend, um, and the, and the amount of time I spend on social media, Mm -hmm. uh, related to my career, like in, in our work life, Mm -hmm. um lots of ways in which i i don't want to go automatically back to the way it was yeah i think that there's room for doing some things differently and maybe not going all the way back um and and and, and i think that the the beautiful thing about that is that it's not that it's not that i'm inviting less into my life i feel like i'm inviting more space into my life in those areas yeah. that will be an opportunity for me to feel More in my life as a result. Does that make sense?
1: Oh, absolutely. Creating space for better stuff to come in is very, very important. Yeah. And we we often don't get a chance to do that or even if we have the chance, take the chance Mm -hmm. to do that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, I I would, if you're listening to this right now and you're having thoughts about your own life or just reactions to, you know, some of the stuff we've shared, I would love to hear it. Because honestly, this is... This is the kind of stuff that um, it feels really good to me to work through in community. And so if Mm -hmm. you are a part of our Misfit Stars community, um, pop into the social network and let us know what you're thinking. Um, Start a conversation there. It would be really lovely to hear. I would love to hear what you're thinking about this. Yeah, I would too. Um, If you're not part of our Misfit Stars community and you're thinking, I would like to be part of this discussion, we would love that too. And also the anti-racism book and movie club. And all sorts of other good things that are happening in our Misfit Stars community. Just go to MisfitStars.com join. And join up. We'd love to have you.
1: Yeah, um, and we would be grateful for your support of what we're doing.
0: Yes, the, your support is is the thing that that is the fuel that keeps the engine going. That does things like this podcast and this discussion, and the and the the, the community online, and the anti racist book and movie club, mm-hmm. and all the other things that we do. that yeah. your support is the stuff that fuels that. You know, today, for instance, uh, we were we were out doing an errand, and we came back, and we saw a neighbor walking near our garage, and so we stopped and said hello and. And he asked about um, uh, this project that we just finished, the project. And I'm like, yes, it finished, you know, a couple weeks ago. We're very excited. And he's like, well, where can I go and, and buy it? And I'm like, well, you can go get it for free. And it felt really great to say that because this album is just available for whomever wants to go get it and listen to it and own it yep. for free as a download on Bandcamp. Precisely because of the support of our Misfit Stars community. So when you become a member, supporting member, that's the stuff that you are fueling. You're fueling this little engine, making all these little things that we're doing in the world. And if it's important to you, um, if you think uh, you'd like to see us continue doing that, go to MisfitStars.com join. Join up. Thanks, people. Yeah. All right. Is that it?
1: I think so. Okay. And you know what? We actually did a reasonable job of keeping this did we? sort of short-ish. Um, it's going to come in at like, what, probably 56-ish minutes, I'm guessing. All right. Sub one hour. Not bad. Not bad. Not short, but not bad. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you all, thank you so much for hanging out with us this week. Um, we are likely going to uh, take some vacation weeks this summer. Yeah. Yeah. Don't know when yet. No. Nope. So uh, if if one of these weeks you pop on to listen to the Misfit Stars podcast, and we've uh, it's just hold music, and we're just like yeah, I do. It's just elevator music. <laughs> <laughs> to listen to the Misfit Stars podcast, press one. Sorry, the Misfit, yes. <laughs> Misfit Stars podcast is on vacation this week. <laughs> Come back next week. Uh, so that might happen. Uh, but we're not sure exactly when that's going to happen because yeah. things are still fluid. But
1: um, We've been doing... Everything's been so scheduled for the last 15 months for us that even scheduling our downtime feels stressful. <laughs> it does. So we made just spontaneously take some
0: we might we want to thank
1: you in advance for your understanding
0: thank you for your support yeah (laughs) (laughs) you all uh take good care of yourselves this week and be good to each other and we will see you again soon yeah we love you all bye bye